We're joined by Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger right now, host of the Odyssey original podcast in the huddle with Jason Lock and Four and Carl Dukes covering the entire NFL. Baldy, what a night it was. We're going to go through the whole first round with you, but let's start with Washington taking Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State at 16. What'd you think? I love the pick. He's a, he's a very productive player. I, I, I did a Mississippi State game against Memphis last year, and he's one of the guys that I was kind of just looking at down on the field before the game going, how's a guy this thin, this real thin, play this well? And, you know, he put together another great year. And, you know, it's in more than just the 14 interceptions, the six pick sixes in his career. I mean, he did the same thing at Granada High School in Mississippi, not far from Starkville, where he had eight interceptions and two touchdowns his senior year. Sometimes this stuff travels to the NFL. Guys that just have a knack, they, they have really good eyes. They have great hands. He had a lot of tip ball interceptions. Uh, he makes a good break on the ball. He reads routes. I, I, mean, I you know, outside of the fact that he's, he's thin, and I hear he's gaining some weight, um, outside of that, like, he's a really, really good player. Bold, it's going to be hard not to compare him to Christian Gonzalez, though, one pick later. How did you have those two broken down in your draft? Did you prefer Gonzalez or Forbes? I like Gonzalez a little better just because I thought he was, you know, the, the size difference was substantial. And we saw guys like Tariq Woolen and Sauce Gardner, you know, he's got great size. And they were just, you know, uh, Pacific Mantas out there covering receivers down the field, just, just smothering them. So, I did like Gonzalez better. I thought he was smoother and more fluid, but I can't argue with the production of Forbes. Why didn't Will Levis get drafted last night, and how surprised were you? I wasn't surprised. I mean, you know, you go watch his game against Mississippi last year, about you know, half a dozen games where you go, he didn't look like a first-round pick to me. I mean, there's just a whole lot more to playing the position than, you know, saying that you have a strong arm. There's a lot of strong-arm guys. You had one last year that aren't very good players. And I'm not saying he can't be a good player. He played in a pro-style system. He was much better in 2021 than he was in 2022. Maybe, you know, the injury that he sustained, maybe that's something to do with it. Maybe losing Wandale Robinson had something to do with it. But you hope that you could elevate the guys around you. Um, you know, he had, a, he had a transfer from Penn State to get a chance to play. I mean, there's a lot of factors. I'm sure he'll get picked at some point tonight. But... How many quarterback needy teams really wanted to spend their first round pick on Will Levis? Evidently, not too many. Brian Baldinger with us here on Grant and Danny. Baldinger, what was a big surprise to you last night? I think um, Jameer Gibbs going with the 12th pick to Detroit was a surprise. Not that Jameer Gibbs isn't a good player, he is. He's probably worthy of a first round pick. Uh, but I just, at that position with corners on the board, some good defensive linemen, edge rushers on the board. Like, I just thought there were bigger needs in Detroit as they try to build this thing. Um, they have not kept the running back healthy in Detroit since Barry Sanders walked out the back door. And to me, he looks, reminds me of De DeAndre Swift, who hasn't been able to stay healthy at all. But when he has been, he's been productive. Um, and look, he's 195 pounds, like, those guys, you have to be careful. You can't, you can't beat those guys up in this business. Um, they get beat up in a hurry. So, you know, 20 carries is probably formidable. Uh, that's the difference between him and Bijan. 
You know, Bijan's got a frame that can handle a lot of carries. I'm not so sure Jameer can. Brian Baldinger on Grant and Danny. How does it always seem to work out for Howie Roseman that the Eagles pick a player that no one thinks should be there? They get Jalen Carter, and to their credit, they move up to get him. And I was told they were even calling teams and had some things worked out up the board if they needed to but didn't have to. They end up getting Jalen Carter where they do in the back end of the top ten. And then they get his Georgia teammates. So they got four Bulldogs from the last two drafts now because Nolan Smith somehow inexplicably fell all the way to 30. It just seems like that always happens for them. Well, we got to see how they play. I mean, I, I can't tell you that N'Kobe Dean or Jordan Davis made one play last year the whole season. You know, they weren't a part. You know, Jordan Davis got hurt twice. Um, he never touched the quarterback, you know, the entire season. We'll see if he grows up and, you know, is, is a better player this year. And, look, there's a reason why Jalen Carter dropped past Seattle and Detroit and the Raiders, teams that really could have used him. And so, you know, there's some question marks about him. And then, you know, just tell me where Nolan Smith is going to play. Is he Hassan Reddick? Um, if he is, you're going to play two undersized defensive ends, you know, in the defense? I mean, there's some question marks. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not denigrating the talent. The talent is there. But it's not like these guys – put up record numbers of sacks or quarterback hits or tackle for losses at Georgia. They didn't. So now that Kirby plays a different system in, in, in Georgia where they don't get a chance to just um, get after the quarterback the way they do in some other programs. So we got to see. we got to see what this is going to be like. we to see if Jalen Carter can get in shape, stay in shape. It was a question for Jordan Davis a year ago. And we got to see just how they utilize Nolan Smith. I know he's rocked up and twitched up. You still got to use them the right way, though. Baldy, what'd you make of Houston's first round? I, I obviously love just taking CJ Stroud at two, uncomplicated. But to trade an awful lot to get back up to three, Will Anderson's got to be really, really, really good to kind of justify that, right? Well, I mean, they got two quarterbacks last night. They got a quarterback for the offense. They got a quarterback for the defense. Mm. I mean, there's not many guys in the history really of, you know, SEC football, Alabama football, that step on the field in Tuscaloosa day one and start every game. You know, from an 18-year-old freshman, he was a dominant player. He probably could have sat out last year and still been the number one defensive player taken. Like, he's a real man. Um, you know, D'Amico Ryans is looking at him going, I got my Nick Boza. Well, whether he's Nick Boza or not, I don't know. But I know how much he loves football. You will turn on any Alabama game, the guy almost never comes off the field, and he's there every Saturday, every Saturday, 41 straight starts. So I liked it. They had 12 picks. Like not gonna, there's no need to tw- pick 12 you know, rookies. It's hard to sign them. It's hard to play them. And they had a good rookie class last year, and they, they plugged a lot of holes in free agency this year. I, I, I thought it was a great move. If you, you like Will Anderson? You're like, all right, Tomiko, we're going to get you your guy, but we're also going to take your quarterback. And so they need a quarterback, you know. So uh, C.J. Stroud, I can throw a football now, and he's accurate. So uh, I think I think Houston did well. Brian Baldinger, Grant, and Danny on the fan. We're breaking down the first round with one of our favorite experts when it comes to watching all the film. Uh, what about the receiver run? Uh, supposedly this receiver class was down. You wouldn't have known it, middle of the first round. Seattle takes Smith and Jigba, who everyone seems to like the best. Then the Chargers with Quentin Johnson, the Ravens with Zay Flowers after locking up Lamar, and the Vikings, everyone was linking them to QBs, and they went with a receiver to replace Thielen next to Jefferson. 
Jordan Addison at a USC. Four wide receivers in a row there. Well, I think, the, and, and the the interesting thing, I couldn't find a fifth first-round wide receiver in the draft. There's some guys that remind me of Zay Flowers, but not quite uh, as talented. Um, it was a slot receiver draft. Uh, that's what it was. Quinton Johnson was the one X-factor, and that's what the Chargers like. They like big X-receivers. You know, that's what Michael Williams has been. That's what Josh Palmer is. Um, you know, Mike Williams missed time last year. Keenan Allen got hurt early, missed 12 games. Uh, you've got to keep Justin Herbert's arm oiled up so he can take those. You want to beat Kansas City, you better find some ways to, you know, to manufacture some big plays, and that's what Quinton Johnson can do. It's what he did against Michigan in the playoff game this year for TCU. I think he's got a lot, a long way to go to polish up his route running, and I think Keenan Allen and Michael Williams can help him with that. Uh, I thought Jackson Smith and Jigba was probably the best receiver in this draft, and he's the first one taken. First receiver of any kind taken. Went to a good place that needed him. Zay Flowers is a great fit. You get Lamar signed, you sign Odell Beckham Jr. You tell Lamar, like, look, we're not just going to give you a big fat check. We're also going to give you the best slot receiver that you have seen in this league in Zay Flowers. And so there's really no excuses for Lamar. He's got a new offensive coordinator. Really got to take his game up to another level. He's got to throw the ball better. Got to beat teams from the pocket better than he has. And he's got to stay healthy. And then, you know, the last one, Minnesota, I mean, you could say, okay, why, why wouldn't they take Will Levis? Well, I mean, Kirk Cousins never misses a game, never misses a season. Like, he lines up and plays every week. And they did win 13 games with them last year, and they lost Adam Thielen. So why not just go get Jordan Addison, who two years ago with Kenny Pickett was all world. He was good with Caleb Williams, but he had to learn a new system, new coach, all that kind of stuff. And he went dropped off a little bit. But He's a talented route runner. You put him with Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson. Uh, they should keep the passing game really strong there in Minnesota. I, I kind of like the fits of all four receivers in those four spots. Baldy, I love the Anthony Richardson fit uh, to the Colts. He, he and Shane Steichen, I think you could sort of spoon feed him year one, play him right away, and, and, and kind of have him gradually grow and blossom into a bona fide NFL star while taking advantage of his talent. I, I, but I don't want to lead the witness here. What did you think, and, and how would you handle Richardson here early on? Well, that's what I, I kind of had Indianapolis taken him from the get-go. I know Shane Steichen being here in Philadelphia and being around him and seeing how you know Jalen Hurts responded to him and his steady improvement. Like, this is just where football is right now, guys. I mean, it used to be you put the best athlete in high school, you put him at running back or receiver, and let him just outrun everybody. But they don't do that anymore. They put the best athlete at quarterback. And sometimes guys can throw it, and sometimes, you know, they move him to defensive back or, or to receiver or whatever. But you put the best athlete. Now, if they're 6'4", 244 pounds, and, you know, they run a 4'4", um, you just got like, you know, a different type of uh, freak back there. And so coach him up. Like, I'm all for it. You know, like uh, Indianapolis hasn't figured out the quarterback position since Andrew Luck um, hung it up. And Shane Steichen, I think, between the RPO game, the quarterback run game with, you know, Jonathan Taylor, having Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, some, some dogs up front. Like, and, you know, by all, you know, I don't know Anthony Richardson. By all accounts, he's a really good He's a really good kid and wants to be good. Like, I think it's a good fit. I just think everybody should be a little patient with him. Like, allow him to kind of, like, ease into it. And don't have, like, you know, Josh Allen expectations here, too. Like, I, I don't know if any of that is fair. 
But I, I do believe there's a big upside. And if, if, if there is, you know, maybe he's the next big superstar quarterback we're talking about in this business. Baldy, who do you really like that's still available going into tonight? Well, I think the Steelers will, you know, show everybody that Joe Tipman, I think they're going to take Joe Tipman right away. Like, to me, he's separated himself from all centers. And if your offense doesn't have a strong center, you don't have a good offensive line. There's just a weakness in there. I think Pittsburgh's going to build themselves. Um, you know, They'd have two linemen because they, they traded up for uh, Roger Jones. Roger Jones. Yeah. That'd be a hell of a start. Yeah, well, I mean, they, they signed Isaac Salamalo in free agency. You know, they jumped Joe Douglas last night right in front of them with New England to take Brandon Broderick Jones, who the Jets were going to take. Like, they beat Joe Douglas to the punch. Um, you know, they should finish it. They, they should build an iron curtain, and Joe Tipman should be the guy. But D.J. Ojolari is a really good player. Um, you know, there's still, you know, there's some good tight ends out there uh, that are left to be plucked. Uh, we, Brian Branch is still there. He's a heck of a football player. Uh, there's some good wide receivers. Josh Downs from North Carolina probably is going to go in the second round. There's two off-the-ball inside linebackers in Trenton Simpson and Drew Sanders that can flat-out run and cover that are going to get taken. Uh, you know, and there's still some really good running backs that are available, you know, tonight in the second and third rounds. Baldy, always great to catch up with you, bud. Enjoy the draft this weekend. Uh, I plan on You too, guys. Thank Talk you, buddy. You soon. Thanks, Baldy. Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger. Make sure to follow In the Huddle on the Odyssey app. Awesome information, as always.